So I just got to be stopped procrastinating and buy another mic. But then we can't look into each other's eyes anymore. It's the only reason why well, I ever actually, make eye contact with DJ. <laughs> actually, though, if we all had our own mics, then it would only be picking up the in front part. So we could kind of sit more in like a triangle. Oh, I was going to say so. that we all sit in like a panel thing. So it looks like <laughs> so we're interviewing. <laughs> I've been through enough panel interviews. Thank you. That's hilarious. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 28. My name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Hey, hey. And John Hines back from his honeymoon. Hello. And wedding mm-hmm. and all that. We had a good time uh, a couple weekends ago and now we're back in full force and uh, we got a demo of a new game that just came out on Switch and I think on all platforms if I'm not mistaken or pretty much all platforms. Uh, this is a release of a new Super Lucky's Tale, which yes, is sir. a 3D platformer, a pretty beautiful looking uh, 3D platformer, at least sure. from what the demo showed off. And uh, it's kind of interesting. This is a remake. So Super Lucky's Tale came out a couple years ago or a few years ago on, uh, I think, on maybe only on Xbox One. It might have been so. on different platforms, but yeah. uh, it's another, you know, it was like kind of like a supposed to be a 3D platformer revival kind of game, you know, kind of like ukulele or whatever else has come out in the the past few years and another game that we're going to talk about later. Um, But they pretty much not just revamped it, like it came out to pretty middling to even on the lower side reviews, um, the original Super Lucky's Tale. And I think Randall has played a little bit of that and we'll get into that just a little bit. Sure. Um, But uh, this new Super Lucky's Tale not only like revamps the controls and the camera and a bunch of like issues that the game had just technically in general, um, just kind of tighten things up. But they also uh, apparently just like redesigned like it's basically a different game. Like there's all new levels, like the same kind of themes, but they really kind of redesigned puzzles, redesigned layouts of levels, redesigned pretty much everything. So it's it's pretty interesting to see how this uh turns out and I'm definitely going to be checking out the game eventually, but the demo was really fun, but what did uh what did everybody else think? Why don't you take it away first, Randall, since you've actually played a tiny bit of the original uh Super Lucky's Tale? Yeah, so I I own an Xbox One X and it was one of the first games that I picked up then, the original Super Lucky's Tale cuz I'm like, oh, you know, this is uh, platform exclusive and you know I love platformers obviously I get every Nintendo console so I love platformers um, and uh, love Rare that was a major reason why I picked up an Xbox One in the first place was that Rare is exclusive to Microsoft um, but so then Super Lucky's Tale was available it looked colorful and pretty I, I picked it up I think on a sale but it never quite hit me right I don't know what it was like it just I don't know if it was lack of final polish or or what was going on or level design, but it it just didn't grab me like some of the platformers, uh, you know, of old. So uh, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll come back to this at some point. But uh, new Super Lucky's Tale, I grabbed that demo uh, on Switch, which is awesome that they put a demo out there uh, because it immediately hooked me. Uh, I loved that demo. Um, It's only the first level, but there's a lot you can do in it. You could probably spend a good, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was it's great. also a really good tutorial, like of all the different abilities that you yeah. have, like like a good first level should. But it, like the demo itself was a great like dipping your toes into it. Yeah, it felt like you just kept plowing forward with a good sense of momentum, and like saw like yeah. oh here's what a little like small secret looks like, or here's what a uh, yeah like you said all the different abilities, John. Like that's I really had a good time with the demo as well. But what about you, DJ? I think uh, I I got the least pumped out of all of us. Like it, it does serve as a tutorial level, and like the visuals are are solid, the controls are tight, like everything's there. But like I, the level was almost so basic that nothing really got me pumped per se. Right. But then like at the end, like it shows you like the trailer for the rest of the game. It's like oh, right. these levels look sweet. Like all the different challenges it seems like it puts you through. And I wish there were just some elements of that in the demo. Like so, I'd say. The demo itself, I wouldn't necessarily rate so high, but you know, I I, I could be tempted to get the full game regardless. Yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely it definitely was a lot of fun. And like I know you mentioned the visuals DJ and it really looks sharp. Yeah, uh, like the visuals are just really clean. I know some of these 3D games have like a lot of, you know, pop in and some kind of jagged edges and whatnot uh, on the switch, especially. Right. But uh, this this game just looks really, really clean, really sharp. Uh, John booted up the demo and played a little bit of it uh, just a few minutes ago before we recorded. And it just kind of re sparked and like the music's really like just that it's like typical 3D platformer music, but it's oh, like yeah. really upbeat and chirpy. Um, it definitely got me like in the mood to like get the collectibles. And then as soon as I as soon as I like notice that dash mechanic where you kind of like when you're on the grass and you burrow under the ground, oh, like yeah. if you're if you're above, if you're on like concrete or you know some kind of solid you surface burrow, you, just, you yeah. can kind of like slide and do like a dash but it's you know it has like a limited range but like otherwise when you're on grass or soft ground i i imagine maybe later in the game you kind of burrow underground and you can just kind of keep dashing and they'll like kind of burrow some coins under there that you can collect but yeah i just really liked uh like i, I thought they laid out those coins and in like interest not maybe not interesting you know it is definitely a demo level and a tutorial um but it's i thought it was like a, a nice set of challenges and like you can kind of it seemed like it was a clear set like there's going to be this many coins on this level and yeah. it's not a <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to have that mechanic or that that setup that mario 64 or a lot of the 3d mario games not so much mario odyssey but that like go in and get like one challenge at a time it does seem like it's just like play this level and get all the challenges as you you know accomplish them it, it maybe i'm wrong you know this is just the demo that we played but it it seemed like it just kept rolling along you know it didn't yeah. like you got this, okay, reset, go back to the hub or whatever and jump back into the level or something. Like, it seemed like it was well thought out and, like, strung together levels as opposed to, like, a bigger hub world with challenges in each level, if that makes sense. Which, again, this is just the demo. I don't know if that's how the game actually is, but I'm excited if that is the case because I do kind of get sick of, uh, and again, a, a game that I'm going to talk about a little later is has a little bit of that issue where you're, like, going in and just doing one thing at a time and, like, the level's set up for one specific challenge every mm. time you pick that task or whatever right. to get that star, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so. this you can you can achieve everything in, in kind of one go arounds. And everything in the levels, at least this first level, felt really intentional in the design to me, in the way that some other 3D platformers don't. Um, it is a 3D platformer, so there's always going to be a little bit of open-ended feel where it's not, you know, you're not down one path like a 2D game. But I don't know, the, the way it's designed in, in those kind of tighter corridor areas, uh, even though it's a 3D world, felt, yeah, just really intentional to me. Uh, I really liked the level design. I liked how there was little secrets where if you kind of turn the camera just enough, you can see, oh, yep, there's another like diamond gem um, that you can't see when you're first walking into an area. So I, I, I'm always a sucker for little secrets like that, too. Right. So and I got all of the lucky characters. Did you guys do it, too? I think I I can't I think I missed one initially, but kind of yeah. looped back around and scooped it up. I think it was the K that I missed. <laughs> nice. But <laughs> so you just got Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Super Lucy's tail. But yeah, no, I, I'm really pumped to pick this game up. I think it's only 40 bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm going to buy it immediately because we have we're always talking about our backlogs and everything. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know that's going to be a game I need to have right this second, but it, it's really, really fun. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, like DJ mentioned in the trailer, like seeing what all those different worlds and and whatnot look like and seeing what else they have to offer. Cause like you said, Randall, that's kind of what I was trying to get at is just like the intentionality yeah. of the level design, like just felt everything, like even just where the coins are placed, you know, it's not just, they're not just there for you to get a hundred coins to get a free one up, like in right. Mario, like they're actually like deliberate, like you can get all the coins in this level. And that, I, I don't know. I, I like that. It kind of leads you down paths or hints at a secret or something like that. And, uh yeah i just i really appreciated the polish and i really appreciate just knowing that uh they went back and you know knew they you know felt like or at least felt maybe i shouldn't say no but they felt like they had something with the original super lucky's tale whether it was like the character design or the charm of the game or whatever but you know they they knew there was something that was just a little off and i, I really admire that they went back and stuck with it and kind of revamped this game and re re-released it me too, because it feels like, from my experience, the engine feels really similar. The the character feel feels very similar, but yeah, they they managed to clean up those loose ends and and make something that I'm way more excited to play through. So yeah, and I'll say that it's like a the character does feel at least initially to me felt like just a tad stiff, like it was like a little slow moving or like almost like there was a little like delay to get that momentum going. But it only took me a few minutes to 
get used to that. Like, yeah. you know, with with Mario and again with the game, which I'll just say I'm going to I'm going to talk about a hat in time later. I'm not just going to keep referring to it as the game. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like a little more you're like a little lighter on your feet or whatever. And this felt like you're a little more weighty or weighted to the ground. But you still like I don't know, the sense of movement just felt really great. Like I'd never had trouble lining up where I was going to land my jump like when you're landing on these springs to spring you up to a higher level like I never felt like I was misjudging my uh my aim or my timing so right yeah I'm excited to see more and I love that not just burrowing under the ground but when you can go like from way up and do that like dive attack into the ground and then keep burrowing like I just thought that felt great that's good stuff yeah so yeah i guess we haven't played much of it but definitely worth checking out especially if you maybe checked out super lucky's tale initially and and weren't too impressed uh worth checking out this new uh release of it definitely cool well i guess i'll go in and talk about uh the other game that i've been uh (laughs) that i've been playing and i've been playing a little bit of a hat in time which uh, i picked up uh, recently with some of my amazon points and a little bit of my own cash as well. <laughs> but uh, but I uh, just saw it was uh, a little bit discounted. I think it was only like 30 bucks on Amazon. So I was like, Ooh. oh, man, I've really had my eye on this game since it initially came out. It's another 3D platformer. Yep. Uh, came out, I think, on, on PC or whatever initially. Um, and then has rolled out to consoles and whatnot, I think, more recently. So just came out on Switch. And uh, I will say there seemed to be apparently there were some huge bugs like right at launch, like graphical <sighs> issues and whatnot that they've patched. Um, I'm still having some issues with like the 2D textures are looking really blurry a lot of the times, huh. like the texture on a wall or like if there's like some graffiti on the wall. It's oh, not wow. They're really dedicated to Nintendo 64 feel then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But it's a it's it's a little bit jarring at times, but it's it's few and far between and it's not affecting my enjoyment of the game by any means. I mean, it's running smooth and everything. I did have one little like slight hiccup in, in frame rate that kind of threw off a jump, but it, it was a one time thing. I haven't seen any any issues since but you essentially play as uh i think her name is hat kid and you uh (laughs) essentially wear a bunch of different hats and for what it's worth this came out uh before mario odyssey but it does have a lot of the same like you you're not stealing like enemies hats or whatnot but you have a bunch of different hats like your initial hat that you start off with is just kind of like a big top hat and you can hold down the trigger or the the button that initiates your ability and this one just kind of shows you where your end goal of the Whatever your goal, you got to collect your little hourglass. You, it's very. This game is very much like Super Mario Galaxy meets Super Mario Sunshine with a little bit of Odyssey elements. It, it really is like kind of tying in all of the things, at least that I like about the 3D Mario games, and, and putting it together in a pretty nice package. Ap- apart from some of these polish issues that I brought up at the beginning on the visual front, yeah. But uh, the controls again, like I mentioned a little bit ago, like you're really light on your feet. Uh, You have like a similar like you have a double jump and then you can even do like a dash midair while you're jumping, like almost like you could throw your cap and bounce off it. And you're not able to bounce off your hat or throw that or anything. But I've, I've unlocked two other hats so far. One is that like a sprint cap. It's like a visor with wings on it that I can then hold down the trigger to sprint. And you can swap between these hats at any time, like pull up a radial menu for that. And then I also have like a a witch's hat now that I can like shake up a potion and throw that and like explode certain things to gather different collectibles on the level. Some of the boxes Ooh. will like explode like little health pickups or uh, unlike super lucky's tale, uh, a hat in time has like little coin esque collectibles or like little gems that are in these little bubbles. Um, but you're, you're picking those up kind of like they, they are like your currency in the game, but they seem like, It's just like play the levels as many times, pick up as many as you want. Like there's no like it's not like there's 100 in this level and that's how many to get it. Just collect them and you can there's a character that you can buy like different hats from or different badges that you can put on your hat. So like there's one that's like a camera mode and that's like obviously not going to offer you any gameplay tweaks or anything like that. But you can take a screenshot at any time. But there's one that uh, like the one that I just bought recently is like uh, when I do it, that dash in midair. If I hit a wall now when I'm in midair doing that dash, I won't bounce off it. Like, I'll just kind of I won't like normally you'll kind of like it'll cancel your jump when you hit the wall. Yeah. Um, If you dash into it where this I'll kind of you can wall jump in the game. So I'll just continue my dash up the wall like when it kind of works similarly to the wall jump in dead cells, like where you jump on the wall and kind of run up it a little bit and then jump Mm -hmm. and then run up a little then jump. So it took a little getting used to and the controls can have a little bit of touchiness to them, but for the most part, uh, it has a ton of different camera options. You can go from, like, it starts out at a medium distance, but you can switch it to 
close, very close, far, very far, and like tweak that quite a bit. Um, the controls feel great. Like I said, a little bit of touchiness, but like you're like it has like with the Mario Sunshine, like you know how there were some of those like kind of high like tight ropes that you could oh, bounce yeah. off of and like spring off of. Like it has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It has like your you know you're landing on lava. If you land in the fire, you're gonna get like launched up into the air. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean it's it's really is like reminding me a lot of what the. Uh, mario games have on offer but like there's some really tight platforming challenges i will i will say just like i mentioned with the coins the the level designs are are really nice like i really like this first level that i've played so far but it is suffering from that like you're picking each just like in mario 64 like you pick your level then you pick episode one or or act one or whatever Mm. and then that's like the challenge you can do on that Uh. and that is it but there's even like in some of the levels on some of the challenges there'll be like a time rift that you can go into and it's just like in mario galaxy where there were those like kind of hovering like planets off to the side that had extra hard challenges or extra difficult challenges but then the challenge in that world felt very much like the super mario sunshine levels where they would take away your like flood backpack Mm -hmm. and have just kind of like a really like minimalist like floating rotating platforms and like weird random shapes and those stuff, are the best but... parts of sunshine i think oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i agree and i, re- I really like mario sunshine at least for what it what it was you know i, I had a sure, really yeah. good time playing that game and i i just yeah i'm having a really good time with a hat in time i i am hoping that they're able to patch out some of these issues with the the graphical you know hiccups and whatnot because it, it is a little distracting again it doesn't affect the gameplay but it's just like otherwise it's a really good looking game like the 3d textures and everything look great nice so when like a, a wood grain on a wall or a platform just looks all blurry and smeared out like it's it's a little bit of a bummer because yeah. the game really otherwise like plays and feels great so um and again it's got that great like 3d platformer upbeat chirpy soundtrack i wouldn't nice. say that they're like immediately like ditties that I'm humming in my head, but it's definitely very reminiscent of like just the the energy and and feeling of like like I feel like I'm playing a 3D Mario game. It re- really feels again apart from like that slight you know lack of polish, I guess. And and I think that is specific to the Switch version for whatever that's worth. These like texture issues and and whatnot. So. Right. Um, but yeah, there's like a free DLC that's come out. And I think even on PC, there's all sorts of like mod packs. People are making their own levels. And oh, wow. I think even the DLC that came out, it was something that was like user created, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong huh. about that, but it was something that was like kind of and or at least initiated as something of like, hey, they, we, you know, we want to do something full fledged with this or something. It's kind of like Halloween themed or something like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing more. And, uh, I've, yeah, I've pretty much just played through, like, the first level of, like, seven or eight, nine challenges or so, but having a lot of fun and looking forward, again, just like we talked about with Super Lucky's Tale, looking forward to see, like, the different worlds and different, you know, zones or whatever. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of different themes and all that, so, yeah, really excited I picked this one up finally, and, again, hoping for a little patch on the visual stuff, but nothing that hinders my enjoyment of the game in any way does it seem like they're actively updating things they did like there was a patch out at launch if i'm not mistaken that was fixing like there were apparently just some graphical issues that were like again not game breaking but like just like green lines that are not supposed to be there just shooting (laughs) up but that that's all been fixed i think yeah but uh but yeah there is still just just the lack of polish you know you can like some of like the graffiti like we said on the water like i said earlier is just like kind of smudged out and it's you can tell it's not supposed to be that way. Um, you know, the the resolution is just lower, I guess, on those right. textures. But but yeah, that's really all I had to say about it, at least for now. But I'll, I'll probably be talking about this game more because it's one of those like for whatever reason, like these platformers, I just get sucked into them. And like <laughs> it is like my one track mind of like when I boot up my switch, it's just like, I guess I'm playing this. Uh, one more thing to add. The load times are a little bit on the long side. Hmm. Um, and again, when you're going through this kind of setup and especially after playing Mario Odyssey, where you're just, oh, you got a moon. OK, keep playing. Like right. you, you don't have to keep dipping out of the level and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I will say as well, though, with even though you're dipping back in, like one of the levels, like the first level is in Mafia Town <laughs> is the and I don't even know if they're going to end up being the villains of the game. But at least for now, they are like sort of villains. I don't know. It's um, but the game is. Yeah, it's just super cute and, and cheeky. Nice. But um, the shit, one question huh? I had is like, can you access all of the hats that you've gathered so far at the same? Like, can you use any hat you want that you've 
collected. Yeah, you can you can hold down the left button and it pulls up a radial menu and okay. you can just then nice. like or actually you don't have to hold it down, you just click it once. It keeps throwing me off because I <laughs> I think you have to hold it down. But you click it once and then it'll show all the hats you have and oh, you just okay. kinda point your joystick in that direction and it'll immediately swap the hat. So nice. there's been there's been some cool boss battles too that have kind of forced the perspective into a 2D perspective. Uh, and they've been pretty challenging. There's been just two boss fights so far, but the second one in particular was like, I was like, damn, that was that was pretty tough. So I'm excited to see where the challenge level gets with this game, too, because, yeah, even some of the little like platforming challenges have been kind of, you know, you, you got to know you got to have some chops. So nice. I'm excited to see more of this game for sure. Well, why don't we just jump right into another game that Randall's been playing yeah. Uh, I know you've been playing a little bit of a, a retro reboot yes. of sorts, Randall. So why don't we talk about a little Ninja Saviors? Oh, yes. So the Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors just recently came out on Switch. And uh, so this is actually a, um, I guess it's like an enhanced port of a Super Nintendo game called uh, the Ninja Warriors Again. Um, which is a very expensive <laughs> Super Nintendo cart. It's like unattainably expensive. <laughs> so I've never actually had a chance to play this, but I've always kind of looked longingly from afar like, ooh, you know, I love like historically I love beat em ups. Uh, my wife Tina and I have played through like Streets of Rage 2 in the original and the Final Fight games and, uh, you know, uh, Knights of the Round, all those fun beat em ups like multiple times. Um, so beat em ups are kind of in my wheelhouse, but yeah, never, never able to shell out the 200 plus dollars for a, a cart of the Ninja Warriors. Um, so when they announced that this was coming out, the Ninja Saviors, I was like, oh, shoot, this is awesome. And then uh, they went about it where they didn't just dump the ROM on, onto Switch. They went ahead and like remade the graphics, uh, redid the audio, put it in widescreen, um, which is like totally changes the way the game feels from what yeah. I can tell compared to like videos of the full screen version. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, mainly a single player focused uh, single lane beat em up. Whereas you get games like, uh, like double dragon or streets of rage where you've generally got like half the screen where you can kind of maneuver, uh, around enemies in this, you're just kind of walking like, like it's a side scroller, right? There's not, you can't really get around enemies. You can only be in front of them or behind them. Okay, so there's just like the one plane, right. essentially. Okay. Yeah, which is like that's that's kind of a different take compared to most beat em ups, right? So I'm like, ooh, that's kind of interesting. Um, but it, I immediately took to it, and I'm like, I liked it more than I thought I would. Honestly, um, there's three characters. Uh, it's hard. It's a difficult game <laughs> <laughs> across eight levels. Uh, when I first played this through several playthroughs, I was having to use continues like crazy. Um, this game is just like damn hard. Um, you, you kind of have to know, you have to study this game. You have to know that you have to approach it almost more like a fighting game as opposed to like a simple beat em up because there's a lot of depth to your control scheme, even though there's only three buttons that you use. Um, you've got this kind of primary attack button. You've got this uh, either kind of jump or agility button. And then you've kind of got a, a magic slash energy button. Um, so primarily you're kind of going through... You're jumping, you're, you're punching dudes um, or robots. Everybody's kind of an android robot in this universe. Um, but the whole time through, you've got this energy meter on the bottom that's building up as you're not taking hits that you want to see fill all the way to the, the max so that you can unleash this kind of like screen clear attack. And sometimes that screen clear attack is almost necessary against certain enemies. Um, you can also use that screen, that screen clear, like, uh, energy bar like you can in say street fighter or, or later street fighter games, like, like third strike and, and, uh, street fighter four, you can kind of use part of that bar on special attacks that aren't quite the screen clear, but can help you defeat like bosses and things like that. So there's a lot of undercover depth, uh, there. Um, like, like I said, there's three characters. I kind of gravitate in these type of games towards like the grappler, big, dumb guy that can smash things. Um, so that, that's where I found the most success when I played through this. I actually beat it for the first time this morning, despite playing nice. it for the last couple of weeks. Um, so it's, yeah, it's no joke. Um, and that's 
Uh, I only had to use one continue because I lost on the final boss, as opposed to when I first started, I was using continues every single level. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. And this, and this is done by the same team that redid uh, Wild Guns yep. Reloaded, that, right? Also on the on Switch? Wild Guns Reloaded, yep. To, to bring that into the modern age, and they did a great job on that. Uh, apparently, Natsume Atari is also involved uh, in developing it. But yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's unlike other beat 'em ups. Uh, besides the first level, I'll say the the enemy characters aren't polite. Well, they'll wait to get their turn to get their ass kicked. Right? They're they're like ganging up on you from all sides the entire time. So what you're doing a lot of times is kind of like a crowd control where you need to grab a character and then spin him around. So he's hitting on both sides and throwing into a direction where there's like an enemy that you're more worried about. And then you're kind of, you're trying to progress, you know, from generally from left to right, but you know, you've got a timer going on at the top of the the screen for your level and you're, you want to take care of that, but you also don't want to move so fast that there's so many enemies on screen where you're going to lose your one life bar because you don't have extra lives. And it's a game over immediately. So um, there's kind of a push and pull there that's happening through these levels. That's like really addicting to me compared to some other beat em ups. I've really been having a good time with this one. Nice. Yeah, I, li- I kind of like the idea of it being like on its own, like single plane instead of like having like like you said, you can kind of focus more on the mechanics and like and the crowd control, even though that exists in other beat em ups where you have a little bit of that Y axis. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of a, stripping it down to almost having it feel like a fighting game. It does. Yeah. And, and all three characters and there's actually a, uh, five characters total, but you have to unlock the other two. Uh, but do, all three. Do you know if those new characters were added to the game? Because I know in Wild Guns, they like added new characters and new levels and stuff that didn't exist. So they not only like you mentioned, like you know redid the visuals and you know hdified them and right you know added the widescreen features but they really like kind of padded out the game to make it a full-fledged experience they did and i'm looking at it now they did those two new characters are brand new to this version of the game which is awesome like they yeah that's really cool yeah um and there's actually co-op in in this version as well i'm not sure if there was in the original and uh tina and i tried that out as well and what's interesting about that is you share one life bar and one energy uh magic bar as well so there's a push and pull there too right Uh, but your magic bar uh kind of uh you gain magic twice as fast so it's it kind of helps that way i I think the game knows that someone's probably going to get hit and lose that energy quicker so they try to rebalance it to to make it uh, a little bit more feasible so we had a good time with that too although it's probably a little bit easier as a single player game potentially yeah yeah i I just really appreciate just like we talked i guess like we talked about with new super lucky's tale i just appreciate that like extra effort like you mentioned in the beginning uh not just dumping the rom of the initial game onto the switch and making it a cheap downloadable game or something like that like i appreciate just like hey we're gonna pop this this game is like if it just has a few modern conveniences and stuff like that, like this game, you know, ages really well. And yeah. let's, let's showcase that. I really appreciate that. And that that's the way I feel about it. It did age well. And they did add things like time attack and online leaderboard stuff, which is always great. Um, there's, you know, the normal mode, there's a hard mode that I'm probably going to see through now, too, because I started that again today right after I finished beating it. And I was like, man, this is great. I want to play through hard mode now. So yeah, I might, I might even talk about this again in the future. Cause I'm just having a blast with this game for whatever reason nice. this hooked me. Yeah. It's on my rate. It was already a little bit on my radar, but it's definitely there now for sure. And you're going yeah. DJ style going on hard mode. Yeah. I, like I know it's <laughs> not something I normally do, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling good about this now. Let me, let me see what hard mode's like. Feeling good about you right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you got anything more to add on that, Randall, on, on Ninja Saviors? Not besides the fact that I'm recommending it. Sweet. Awesome. Well, uh, DJ, why don't we uh, move on over to you and talk about, uh, and you and I played a little bit of this the other day, but I know you've uh, explored a little more of the single player experience. This game is called Cedars Puzzle Reboot, and that's cedar, like, uh, not like the wood, but like S, like a seed from a, <laughs> like a, from young a plant. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, it's, it's pretty much a basic uh, puzzle platformer. You're a little, little skateboard kid, and... 
think you're like trying to save this skate park or something. I wasn't paying. I honestly wasn't paying too much attention to the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really just about the puzzles. Um, like we, we were going through the first area, you're going through this construction site and there's a lot of physics based puzzles. We were uh, noticing like just a lot of blocks you'd be moving around and like, oh, like I have to drop a, a forklift on this side of a platform and have it launch me up so I can access this goal. Um, but like there were some really challenging moments that we were noticing playing the co-op. Yeah, the difficulty with this game definitely just picks up right off the bat, like within the first, like, uh, I guess like the, they weren't levels per se, because it did feel like the level was just kind of continuing on. But there were like just different separate challenges. Yeah, that were split up by checkpoints. But after like the first like two or three that were getting you the hang of the controls or just showing you what to do, it really was starting to get tough and even incorporating some like not realistic physics into the puzzles but like you are having to kind of like tip over these long blocks that are standing up and they will kind of respond or or slide down if they're on a weird angle or something like that um but yeah you've definitely played more of this game but we, we had a good time playing so far I, I, it definitely is like kind of at least to me a little bit like cheap looking like the you know we dj mentioned that the characters are skateboarding and that almost seems like it's like an out to not have to give the character a run animation yeah. <laughs> like they just kind of are standing still on but a they skateboard do kind of, they do actually kind of bop around like they shift left to right so okay okay maybe i didn't pick up frames. on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it's definitely like it i mean like some of the to me like the visuals remind me of like it's it's beyond this but it's almost like ms paint i mean it really Ooh, is boy. like kind of kind of really simplistic bones, yeah. yeah but but again the gameplay is like the the puzzles are getting clever like dj was mentioning the forklifts and a lot of those not all of them but most of them are kind of like auto moving and you're having to step on switches that are opening gates but like having to time them and, and the co-op uh campaign is totally separate right if i'm not mistaken like yeah. it's a totally distinct challenges the, the challenges are structured basically the same way they'll small elements are changed like there's one where you know we had to we had to set up a system where if the forklift uh fell at a certain spot it would launch us up that system was already set up for the single player so like little tweaks like that so hmm. the they knew how to change it up it seemed for so was it roughly the same levels I'd then but yes. just with some tweaks to yeah to eliminate the to the second it, player say. yeah okay and yeah that's a, like the the thing that dj is talking about like again back to like the physics aspects of this game and the game is cedars i know we forget to repeat the name of the game all the time but uh <laughs> yeah it's almost like we had to use it as like a catapult like you know or not a catapult but like a seesaw kind of thing like we had to get the the forklift to drive off the top like layer and fall, tumble off this cliff or whatever ledge and land on like the seesaw that was going to then launch us up but again we had to place the the long like all the things you can move for the most part are like at least in what we played were like these long green like bright green beams that kind of stand out from the level design otherwise um but yeah you, it was all about like where you placed it and where you put like the box underneath it that was gonna like, you had to have the right angle to launch you up high enough, if that makes sense. So there is, like, okay. even though the physics aren't realistic, it does have some physics that come into play, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't as, you know, cut and dry, like, what exactly you needed to do, how exactly something needed to be placed. And you just had to do a bunch of trials, I guess. So it was kind of, like, guess and check a little bit. Yeah, um, which I did appreciate. I liked that it wasn't like a prescribed solution. Like, even though it was like, this is what you have to do, but it did feel like we completed some challenges that were like, we broke. Some I don't shits. think that's <laughs> how we were supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, and which I think is fun. You know, I, I know we've talked about that with games like Breath of the Wild or things like that, where you're kind of like cheesing the systems. Yeah. And, this one is not so much the systems necessarily, but you, but it's a little bit the physics systems, I guess. But it you're is kind of fun to box like, in which to work with. Yeah, and you, you're able to kind of use your own, like you are able to kind of come up with your own solutions in some of the cases. Again, I, I only played cool. a little bit with DJ, but how far have you gotten into the game? I've gotten to the end of the second level. So uh, then the second level is like an underground facility, and like the. The types of challenges are completely different. They're not really physics-based anymore. They're more oh, like cool. there are these robot enemies that once you get close to them, they'll start to follow you for the rest of the challenge, and you have to learn how to guide them in a specific way where they're helping you like hit you know these specific levers that you need to 
hit to open these gates without like them killing you. <laughs> so it's like it it's it's more uh deductive like how you can approach these. It's less like oh like let's let's see what happens when I do this. Like you can you can kind of see like okay if I go over here, he's going to follow me. Like it, it, it's easier to, uh, it's easier to formulate a strategy, I'd say. Or to see the solution yeah. in advance. Like they are maybe a little more formulated, um, uh, juxtaposed to what I was just saying about that first initial level. But again, that's even almost more interesting to be honest, that they're varying it up and that it isn't just, cause a lot of times these 2d games that incorporate any kind of, attempt at realistic physics like i i just cannot get into them usually but this is the way they were incorporating it here like it's not so much for your character it's just for these like green elements at least in that first world so like you know like something like uh even something like little big planet that series like the way the weightiness of your character like it just doesn't feel good to move around and right i'm not saying this you don't feel like mario and cedars or anything like that either like it's a little stiff uh, but it, and it's a little bit like there's some preciseness to the jumps, like there's like some spinning saw blades uh, in typical 2D platformer fashion that like you pretty much have to jump at the last possible second to clear the gap. And if no you boy. jump even just a tad too early, like we added some that it just felt like we were like and especially in co-op, you both have to clear this gap. So it was definitely getting a little bit touchy, but never frustratingly. So the challenges and the checkpoints were placed out pretty liberally i would say so but i mean like you know these challenges what they realistically take within two minutes but i'd say there were there were a decent handful that looked took us over 10 minutes to figure out i'd say yeah there were some that yeah and and thankfully they are kind of set up like not necessarily single screen there's a little bit of scrolling but you can kind of see like this is the little chunk of the challenge i have to complete before i think they're like what little phone booths that are the checkpoints Um, and you do both have to, both characters need to be at that phone booth to activate the checkpoint. So it's not like I can just get there myself, Jeez. Uh, at least in the co-op mode. So, wow. In the, uh, at the end of level two in the single player, in the single player mode, uh, you do end up rescuing another skateboard character. And from that point on, you are, uh, controlling both of them. Ooh. So it's almost like that, uh, like cherry upgrade. And yeah. What Mario game is that? A 3D, uh, 3D world and 3D land, yeah. or maybe just 3D world. I don't remember. It, it's mm. almost like that where you have to learn how to, you know, get just one to this position without mm-hmm. really moving the other. It's okay. It's, it's pretty good. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely curious, you know, what the third level is going to have. Cause it seems like they, do completely different themes to the puzzles from what I've seen so far. How's the visual variety on the second level? I mean, I know we kind of mentioned that it wasn't the most compelling part of the game, but I mean, does it add a little variety or? I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's a lot of grays and browns in the yeah. underground facility, but uh, yeah, and above know. ground, it's just like cinder blocks and bricks, and and that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a lot of personality to the game, I guess I would say in the in the style of the presentation, but uh, but some clever level design. So, and this is a game that again we picked up on cheap, or you picked up cheap on sale on the yeah. eShop, and that was really the only reason we even heard about it. So, I don't know. Did you have any more you wanted to add to that, or I'll I'll keep you updated. Uh... <laughs> As I go on. Yeah, we got to play some more co-op. It it looks like there's going to be some aliens. Okay, okay. This game's got range. So it's going to add some (laughs) green to that brown. (laughs) All right, so yeah, that's Cedar's uh, puzzle reboot. And uh, I guess now that we got John back uh, from his little... absentee ballot uh, and that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense but <laughs> now that we got john back and uh since we put off talking a little <laughs> where were you since we put off a little uh dragon quest 11 on uh randall's end next week uh john has gotten around to picking that up mm-hmm. and has uh quickly gotten into putting some time in and i know randall again put that off last week so let's get into a little Hell more yeah. uh dragon quest 11 since uh it's a huge game I only put it off because I needed to talk to John about it, not you guys. So. Yeah, I know. You guys can be quiet. Yeah, we, we decided, I think, that we weren't worthy of the uh, Dragon Quest conversation. This is JRPG Corner. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I picked it up and started playing it based off of, you know, Randall saying everything that I thought sounded great about everything I like about JRPGs. And I started it and the... 
last Dragon Quest uh, proper title I played was the first one. Um, I played the, both of the Dragon Quest Builders games and really liked those. We've talked about those on the podcast. Um, so I have like a familiarity with the world and like the different themes that they have in there, but uh, really the like culture shock going from the very first Dragon Quest to this one was <laughs> like so severe uh, <laughs> a few quality of life improvements in the meantime uh, I'd say. significantly yeah you're talking about the original on the nes yes or, okay. the very first dragon quest where like like pioneer rpg game where yeah. experience was a new mechanic right? <laughs> um and yeah like there it's uh i love the world it's just so charming everything about it is just a joy to be in like like every new area has new enemies and it's just fun to see them and see their like the puns that their names are all like made around and yes that is i i knew that from the dragon quest builders games and the puns do not disappoint in (laughs) this game like every single thing is either a goofy like rhyming couplet or like uh, a alliteration and it's it's such a fun like it's so nice to play a just like fun and simple, like straightforward JRPG. Oh yeah. That it still has, you know, your stakes. Like it's in a fantasy world where you're the chosen one. You're like going to save the day. Yes. (laughs) But like at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the circus and race some horses. Like (laughs) everything about it is just fun. And it's, uh, that's it's great. Well, I like that you mentioned that too because that's like a lot of these JRPGs, and I, I guess it's probably less of an issue now than it was back in like the original Dragon Quest days. But like, or I think wasn't the original Dragon Warrior? Dragon I, Warrior, I yep. one through four on NES. Yep, yep, yeah. But I but like the fact that it's like not only or I, the localization, you know that that shouldn't go on sung because if they're coming up with some clever puns or some clever i mean that's not just translating the game but that's localizing it and making the literal i I don't know that's something that sometimes can easily get overlooked in these games or or can almost be a punchline in a lot of the older games and that's kind of cool to just to know that they're you know really putting some solid teams on making these jokes land it's not just like oh i you get it if you know the culture but they really are localizing it for every different region, which is cool. Yeah, they didn't just throw this in Google Translate and call it a day. They, yeah. they took their time with this thing. And you can tell it's just a game that they loved, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and another thing that I really liked about it was uh, in the, there are there's an area where you can travel and it's like they have the mode where you can, you know, switch to the classic like SNES like look of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have a specific area that automatically switches you over to that and you start mm. playing like little chapters or little quests that are based in the old Dragon Quest games. Right. And nice. Like in those areas, like they kind of go back to like the way that they localized those games. So like nice. the very the very first one you go to, like all the characters are saying like, prithee, tell me this, and like thou art the like hero of old. And, and like and then going from that to the new one where everybody's talking with like a cockney accent. Because yeah. <laughs> that's apparently what Dragon Quest is now. Yeah. But it's an RPG. Those are cool sections too. The way oh, that yeah. they switch it up like that. I like that. And even that that's just on offer. I know we mentioned it when we talked about the game before, but just that you can switch into that 16 bit mode and play it as a Super Nintendo RPG with all of the or none of the quality of life. improvements. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I I like that that there is that option. Just that that just seems like, again, they poured a lot of love and effort into this game uh, because they knew what they had. Again, I haven't played it. So I but but I'm definitely compelled as someone who doesn't play a ton of JRPGs. Uh, this one, it's just a beautiful game. And the way you guys are hyping it up, I'm wanting to check it out more. Yeah. I mean, John, I, I, have you have you gotten into the crafting at all? I've gotten into, the, uh, is that the Fun Forge? Yes, or the Fun Sized Forge, yes. The Fun Sized Forge, I have done a lot of crafting. Yes, me too. Um, oh, man. Like, I, I've i done a lot of just gathering. I, I hunt and I yes. gather all, every material. Every time I see a blue, shiny spark on the yes. ground, I'm like, yep, go in there, get in that, no matter how far out of the way. Oh, no matter- yeah, every corner of every map. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, like, I, I, I've been enjoying a lot of the minor mechanics that are, you know, the your typical JRPG fare. But I, I've enjoyed the crafting just like that. It is, you know, a little bit of a, like, 
mini game in itself. But it's, yeah, like they do a good job of having, you know, what they you typically find in uh, a JRPG nowadays, but like with like just like the exact right amount of like complexity, like it's still like a lot of systems, but it's not too much that you can't wrap your head around. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a good job streamlining it, even though there's a lot going on Um, Mm -hmm. specifically with the crafting. That was like the thing I wanted to hold off on and talk to you about. Cause like in something like breath of the wild, that's what I wasted, not wasted because I enjoyed it, but like (laughs) hours, hours and hours doing upgrades on like, not only doing the cooking stuff, that side of it, uh, but also doing the upgrades to my armor by going out and getting those individual supplies over and over again. And this is that same itch that's being scratched here. This Dragon is why you're Quest. a man after my own heart, Randall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, well, just tons of time. I love that stuff. I don't know why. I guess it comes back to just like liking to feel overpowered like I talked about last time. Um, and just like the sense of progress like yeah. that you can always be doing something yes. that you can move a little bit forward even if it is just like finding a like a buzzberry that you're going to turn into a templar's outfit. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean feeling feeling rewarded for your exploration is a, a huge deal especially in these games that do have vast open spaces and again I know we uh, this game does uh, except when you're in the 16-bit mode, they do have the enemies on screen, yep. correct? Yes. You can kind of avoid battles and stuff. So oh, little yeah. stuff like that goes a long way for me on on these JRPGs that, again, are not a not a genre I gravitate towards. Yeah. And you're doubly and like, rewarded for exploration because it's not only going out and seeing those blue gems or lights in the corner of maps, but it's also going into generally houses or inns or whatever and looking on a bookshelf and seeing that one red book red that's book, got the yep. new spells for new stuff you can now craft. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the 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 cycle just keeps churning right so like oh, oh yeah. now i gotta find these new supplies and and craft this new awesome armor that my old armor shit now i gotta get this new <laughs> armor right so let me go into the mini game where you gotta you got so in this mini game for the fun-sized forge you have to use your hammer even if it's like clothes that's made out of like, like fabric fabric for some <laughs> yeah. reason you're you, you're lighting a kiln and like lighting it on fire it's to, 800 degrees in temperature <laughs> yes. and decreasing seems like overkill but that's what you have to do um but yeah you're, you're using your hammer to try and uh hit in in certain increments to make sure you kind of hit it in this certain zone and you can get a perfect score but it's only if you hit it to this point but not over that point too much mm-hmm. so it's very specific and you 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 uh level up your experience not only in the regular game but also in this very specific crafting mechanic where your your hammer hits become more and more precise over time so it gives even another reason to go back in for stuff that you have crafted before to try and do a better version a plus three instead of a plus two of that templar outfit Mm-hmm. So I just like I get so sucked into those type of mechanics. I love it. I managed to like perfectly craft an item like just by chance on like my third time. And I was like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll never top this. It feels so good, though. Yeah, it really does. Yes. Are there hundreds of NPCs and do you talk to all of them? <laughs> so Here's actually what I love about the way that they handle NPCs in the game is that like you don't not all of them are interactable. Um, yeah. Some of them like that you can talk to if they have nothing important to say, they will have a blue icon over their head. Love yeah. that. If they That's have, amazing. If they have a like mainline quest, uh, they will have a like pink icon over their head yeah. and they will show up on the map as well as they pink icon npc that will tell you where the next place to go is and if they have a side quest it will be a purple icon over their head I'm and it, it is incredible yeah, like, yeah i'm buying it Pope and not only that it. but like <laughs> <laughs> the npcs that are less important that don't have much to say you just have to be like brush against their proximity and it'll pop up above their heads without you pressing a button yeah, I was just going to ask if it does. It's I've seen a couple games that do that where it's just like a it's speech bubble. Yeah. Like, you're just like, a... okay, this person's just chatting. They're not, you're not going to get anything out of them. I, right. I love that. It's yeah. amazing. That's huge. It's so good. It's, yeah. yeah. 
that's huge. So yeah, if you want to get immersed in the world and talk to everybody, you can. And if you want to just focus on quests or like, again, playing it on the Switch where it's pick up and play, you yep. can make, hey, I'm going to tackle some side quests. Let me look for some purple icons. Like, that's <laughs> that's pretty sweet. I, I'm You guys are really selling me on this game. And again, so. you want the Switch version so you get that soundtrack, the orchestrated soundtrack. Man, so yeah. I for the first couple areas, I was like, yeah, this is nice. Like, you can definitely hear that it's like, you know, significantly better, but like, it's, it's still like... Not, not like worlds apart. And then I got to, I think it was Hotto, mm-hmm. the, uh, the hot springs area. Yeah. And like, I like, it was so different. Like the, like uh, ambient reverb in the orchestra hall, like just hearing like the small, like violins yeah. and like trumpet and like, Oh God, it was it, it, so incredible. It's like great. it was worth it for that track alone. I know. Honestly. That's it's unique to the Switch version. Yeah, yeah, they, it was they had, all MIDI before. Yeah, up until now with the series, I believe up until this Dragon Quest Eleven S. Yeah, on the Switch has always been like MIDI kind of. I mean, it was nostalgic. Like even with the new gra- right, updated graphics, good. yeah, and they sound great. But like that, having an actual orchestra perform these tunes, like even just watching the trailer, it's great. It was like you, it's easy to feel like getting swept up again. Like we talked about with Hat in Time and New Super Lucky's Tale, like. Again, I, I guess I don't know if those are real instrumentations, but it sounds like it's a real group of real people performing these tunes. You know, it yeah. does. It doesn't sound like uh, the music feels alive to me in a way. It doesn't feel like it's just programmed. Yeah, definitely. So, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited to check out Dragon Quest Eleven. You guys might have talked me into Do it. it. Yes. But uh, something that we don't need any talking into is our <laughs> game of the month for uh, the month of November. Although. <laughs> We're still waiting on all of us to actually play this game, except for John. Except for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be playing Baba Is You for the month of November. We'll be talking about it. It'll technically be our uh, first episode of December on December 2nd. Uh, but, yeah, we got to get to it and uh, start playing this game. But excited <laughs> to uh, solve some puzzles and apparently, according to John, get our asses handed to That's us. That's right. So, <laughs> well, like yeah. programming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll uh we'll catch you all next week. But thanks for listening to Pursuing Pixels. Again, like we mentioned last week, you can find us on the internet, Twitter, Instagram, just type either slash pursuing pixels after anything or search us uh and we're at pursuingpixels.com. And uh yeah, new episodes every Monday and we'll until then we'll catch you next Monday. Take care. Sweet. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. I want to talk I'm about the not. Euchre, though, at some point. If you, yeah. When we're light on a week, if you're still yeah, playing that sure. a lot, let's, also, let's uh, keep uh, that in the back uh, Was pocket. it a mobile game? Yeah. Okay, I don't have any space on my phone. Mm-hmm. But I <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, John was just trying to download Venmo to pay me back for Pokemon <laughs> Sword. I had to delete Twitter. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> my phone's a, a mess. It's rough going there. Yeah. You are completely <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> um, Deleting Twitter is not the worst thing, though, to be honest. <laughs>